it's times like this I wish I had a really cool kind of Mark Maron intro where you come in and say, you know, what the fuck Nicks, what the fuck bots, what the fuck are this Delix, all of the stuff that he does really cool, but I don't. All I have is a simple message. The Tortoise Shack, the Echo Chamber, Reboot Republic, all of the podcasts and the platform are ad-free, sponsor-free, rely totally on you, listeners, to keep these mics on and conversations happening. We need your support. You're not going to hear an advert from a bank. You're not going to hear me talk about what mattress I slept on last night. And you're certainly not going to hear me telling you how you should wash your balls, lads. I'm sick of people telling lads how to wash their balls. What the fuck is going on? But what you are going to hear until the one day we actually become viable is me ask you for your support. There are tens of thousands of people listening to these podcasts every week. We need some of you to put your hands in your pockets, pay it forward, and keep it free and accessible for everyone. The link is right there in the podcast you're listening to now. It says patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. And as I've said before, think of it as the easiest bit of activism you can do on a monthly basis. That six, seven quid you throw us helps us create six, seven euros worth of space that we can carve out to have the conversations that you want to listen to, because clearly thousands of you do. So whatever support you can, please chip in. Patreon.com forward slash tortoise Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks for liking and sharing. We'd love you to join the community we're trying to build. But I'm done now, and I'm going to let you get to the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves, and Martin... It, the, the summer has arrived, and uh, for what it's worth, your um, bleached uh, white skin now looks more uh, pasty dead than oh, just yeah. dead dead. I'm getting me base, yeah? I get me, ba- me yeah. base is blue. Oh, I thought you were on the beds, Martin, to be honest. <laughs> my base is blue. You know? <laughs> I, luckily for me, I just go from red to a deeper shade of red. Uh, and I need to get the tenor of and get me base. Yeah, uh, no, um, look, it, it, I, I will say it, it should be a little bit of a concern that it looks like it's going to be from early May that it's in the it's in the early it's in the low 20s. Uh, I, I, I in one sense, Tony, and, you know, I'm very concerned about the climate. I am I, yeah. in another sense. Isn't it so nice to sit out in the back garden? Seriously, yeah. That's, well, look, you know, we, we, we there was that. Um, I don't know if you saw the news talk headline this week. We said Ireland will soon have a a, a Mediterranean style climate. Oh, I and, know, yeah. And you know, and of course, the climate um, emergency uh, animal inside me is going, "Shoot up! What are you doing reporting that way?" And the other part is me going, "I'm going up the little now to get the old factor twenty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have Mediterranean summers and as Alaskan winters. Lovely. Oh. <laughs> Uh, look, we we're, we really digressed here. We are delighted to be rejoined on the podcast for the first time in a few months by a uh, primary school teacher and, uh, oh, you're going to say, one of our favourite Cork people, and that's why you're steaming the all. And a fellow podcaster himself, Porig Wilson-McCarthy. Porig, how are you keeping? I'm great, Jen. Thanks so much for having me back on. It's it's great to be here again. No, it's good to Been talk. too long. Again. It has, and, and, and I put that at my door, and then I put it, when we're off here, I'll tell you how it's actually Martin's fault. But yeah, no, it's <laughs> always my fault. Oh, look, I'm, all is forgiven. Listen, I'm sorry to do this. We've started smiling, but we're going to end, we're going to come in on a downer because mm-hmm. you yourself um, spoke about, and I don't want to draw attention to, obviously, the the attack that we witnessed mm-hmm. on, on that video. No, you know, we, we know about the the rights and wrongs of the video being shared and, and the issues. But one of the things you, you you wrote and you said, a very uncomfortable reminder today that voting yes in the marriage referendum was a bandage over a wound that's still not healed in Ireland. I hate that it happened and it took the video of a child being beat up going viral to wake people up to the homophobia that is rampant in Ireland. Um, 
Porrick, can I ask you just first of all, we let's we don't let's not talk about the event itself, mm-hmm. but yeah. but let's just the last time we spoke, you told us about crossing the bridge and uh, uh, crossing the Liffey and and you know um, cans of beer being thrown at you yeah. and you and your you and your pals. Yeah, it's it's not gotten any better, has it? And and how and how does the LGBT community feel at the moment? It's you know it's it's a scary time, um, and I suppose every May it comes up, you know, you know you see these memory you get memories served on Instagram now, for example. Do you know what I mean? So if you posted something last year, it'll come up, you know, a memory one year ago, two years ago, and it that every year this time of year it comes up, you know, eight it's eight years this year now since marriage referendum was passed uh, here, and it was you know we we you know, we were so we were so pr- everyone was so proud of it at the time. Because uh, we were the first per- first country to do it by, you know, vote and this, that and the other. And for a while, it felt like we were a really progressive, safe country to live in. You know what I mean? It felt, mm-hmm. you know, like that we'd finally caught up with the times, uh, you know, in a country where, you know, we're, you know, before always... We, can I be really... Um, before we get to where, 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 where we are now... Yeah. Eight years ago, do you remember where you were when you I, heard the result? I do, I do, and I was only, I was only recently out at the time myself, to the point where I was out for about, I was about, about maybe out a year, maybe two, uh, approaching on two years, but I was still at that point where it was like, even though my parents are so accepting and like, you know, we'd talk about it now, no problem, but it was still kind of like a thing that I didn't want to just talk to them about. So actually, the marriage referendum um, forced me to have to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It actually made me feel more comfortable. I was working in Mahan Point, in, <laughs> a, in Stradivarius, actually, a, a clothes shop in Mahan Point at the time. And I remember, like, we didn't have our phones, obviously, and because uh, we were on the shop floor, but you'd be in and out and you were like, you know, anyone that walked past or there'd be people coming in and you'd see people that you know and you'd be asking them, you know, what's the story, like, with the, with the vote or whatever. So we knew straight, we knew, like, we kind of had a, a, an inkling earlier on that it was going to pass. So, um, I was finished at six o'clock and I booted home and watched it on the news and all that kind of thing and uh, was out that night celebrating and, and like that, like it was like, it was like we had won the World Cup. Yeah. You know, like this, everyone was out on the streets. It didn't matter who you were celebrating. Everyone was, you know, hand in hand, hugging, you know, and like the scenes in Dublin, like we're watching the scenes. I remember being in Cork and being delighted, but I mean, being jealous that I wasn't up, up, up in Dublin at the time because like it was just... Insane in City Hall and all, all those all those images that we still see, you know, mm. and 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 and, and they still dying out politically. Yeah. And for, you're uh, going to, yeah, I know. And you're going to see them on reading in the years, three years to come. You know those kind uh, of. I I was in Kilkenny, and the radio was on, and we'd voted it the day before, obviously, and we and we were and the, the radio come on, and the the guy who was hosting opened with just MacAlmond and Butler's yes, yeah. And I remember um, forgetting a little bit of a wobble, thinking that we've done it, like in a way. Yeah. Because I remember speaking to other people who said it's. They were, they had to get over the anger of having to ask for equality. Hundred percent. And but once they kind of made peace with that, the fact that it was extended to it was 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 also yeah. empowering in its own yeah, way. You know, totally. so and, and a, lot, a lot of people were annoyed at the time that it even has to go to vote. But yeah. I think I think the resounding result that we got. It was always it was always even nicer that they, that we did in the end. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it seemed that the whole country was behind us. Really, I was in the count center. And away, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where, yeah, that's yeah, where he goes yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. Yeah, that's the best sport of all. Honestly, can just imagine. Actually, yeah, especially for something like that. Like, oh, it's sport. And well, it, it was so quick. It was over. 
like that. As soon as yeah. they started opening the boxes, everybody knew. Yeah. And uh, the the anti side just literally stopped counting and went home. Yeah, yeah. they got up and left, didn't they? Seriously. Yeah. That was yeah. it. That was it. Just got up and left. I mean, I think they probably knew going into it. You know what I mean? Like we had, um, the, you know, they, they, famously expect... say, they famously say that our, us gays are overachievers and like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they didn't, ex- I, they seriously didn't expect, I think they expected to lose, but I don't think they expected the, the majority. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they expect that. And, and honestly, it leads us right back. It, there was a soreness about it ever since. There is. Uh, yeah, looks sore losers, you know, and more yeah. power to us for it. But um, I mean, after that, like, you know, it was, and like, you know, you were always going to get, you know what I mean, people who were opposed to it. And I mean, that's the same in every way, every walk of life or any opinion that you have. And um, I think people were just confident with the fact that we, we did get such a, a huge margin in the end. And as I said, for, for a while afterwards, it felt like, you know, it was like this this whole new thing. And I think it helped me accept who I was too, actually, Um. Because, you know, people were coming to me like aunts, uncles who like who knew that I was gay and I had said it too and were very, you know, um, very accepting. But like they're like, oh, I just just wanted to let, let me know that, you know, I voted, I voted Jess. You know what I mean? Or I was at a wedding very, very recently afterwards and they were like, oh, you would be next now. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, fast, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but they, they all want, we all, they all wanted to go to their first same sex couple of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it became a competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it probably did in many, in many households. But look, then we go, we fast forward now and it never went away. It would be stupid of us to think that homophobia and attacks on the LGBT community ever went away. But we've seen the weaponization of um, attacks on the trans community particularly. Yeah. But it, and as, a, as members of the LGBT community will tell you, it's not going to stop with the trans community. And then the normalization of, of it plays out in events that we've seen. And mm-hmm. sadly, sadly, Porig, I put it to you, some people actually needed to see the video to understand <laughs> what it was you know some people yeah it's it's not right that we need to see the video i i i can i don't want to account it to i make a a a comparison but it's it's fair to say that in, in in another recent example we covered the circular saw landlord who tried to come at a a tenant a doctor an immigrant tenant in in his home but we we covered that and the guardy had at the time had sent them away but when the video went viral the guardian called to, you know. If I may on that, and I do have thoughts on that about, you know, videos and not just of that attack, but of all kind of gross out, hurtful things. I think on an individual level, it's an intrusion. And I think it's an intrusion on the person. I think on a community level, I think if you actually showed um, what people do to other people in all circumstances, war, attack and gay hate, whatever it is, mm-hmm. there'd be a lot less of it. I think if people actually saw what it was, mm. so it's a there's a conflict, there's a personal conflict. You know, can you is the person expendable for the greater good? Don't know. I don't have the answers, but I do think there are two sides to that coin. I think if we showed these things more often, there would be less of it. I told I I understand totally where you're coming from, and I was in this uh, when I when I tweeted the the tweet that you read a while ago, Tony. Like I was. I didn't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing that that video had come out because I was just thinking of the the victim of mm-hmm. the young the young individual who had been so savagely attacked and like that alone will scar them for the rest of their lives without a doubt. It doesn't matter how much help they get, 
right? No matter what situation they find them in, they're always going to be worried that this is going to happen to them now. And I know, and look, I we've all experienced it. I've had some friends who've experienced it more than others, but it's even, if, you know, it's specific language, for example, if they're called a specific word, and you probably know the word that I'm talking about, mm. it brings them right back to that moment where, where they were literally getting the shit kicked out of them, you know what I mean? Um, and it was so awful that this had to happen, and it's so awful that the video had to go viral. And I just hope that if that if if that young young person can eventually understand that even though look they're, they're going to go online and they're probably going to see it being replayed and replayed and replayed it's after creating a conversation that we needed to have because for the last couple of years it, it's just been getting worse and worse and we've seen it, it, it especially in Dublin especially and, in Dublin and members of the LGBT community have been telling us they've been on yeah. you've been on this podcast I mean, before telling us I mean it I, was only it's only it's only and I, and I know I said that this was a wake up call that we needed but like it was only a year ago that we had that horrific mm. horrific double murder in Sligo of the two men you know what I mean I mean that that was that was that should never have happened do you know what I mean and it did that was that, like that was and like the most base brutality involved in that one but we've also seen you know um people so with the old uh, gay bashing was the was the phrase, and mm. we've seen several like attacks where people had their eye sockets broken, you know, and totally. Totally. And, and 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 it's not, and I hate to say it, it's become almost routine whereby you come, you wake up on a Sunday morning, and it's there's someone's posted a picture of someone's bloody face, and you're and yeah. and we know what's happened from a hospital bed, like, I, yeah. like even recently I saw one, and it was um a young a, a young person in Dublin, and they had. We're walking home from a night out. Um, had been literally attacked. You know, their face was bleeding. You saw the pictures. Their eye was practically swollen over. Their nose was broken. Um, and they were fortunate enough to get away. Made us they made their way to the police station or the Garda station, and uh, they were left outside for two hours because they thought that they were drunk and they weren't allowed into the Garda station. That's right. They, they almost they almost bled to death on the doorstep of I believe I think it was Pier Street Garda station, and I'm just thinking like what. Possess, like, even if they were blackout drunk, could you really leave someone like that lying outside on the ground? Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Park? And, and, and you can answer this because okay. you've the experience of it. When you're experiencing this hatred from other people, is there a certain demographic? Is it a certain type of person? Or can it literally come from any person? It can come from anywhere. But when it, where it, how it manifests is different depending on the person, you know? Uh, unfortunately, it's, um, it's males, typically, um, you know, and you would think, you know, it's all the older generation have the issues. It's not. It's the younger generation. It's people my age. It's people younger than me. Mm. And it's people a little bit older than me as well. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just this savage mentality that it's like, you know, you like there's something, you know, like, like you know what it is for me? It's a, it's almost as if they're threatened. It's it's like they, they have this fear that we're going to come on to them or that uh, these people actually genuinely believe that we fancy them. Do you know what I mean? And that we're going to we're going to advance on them, and we're like absolutely not. Like all we want to do is keep away from people like this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's what that's what we're seeing. You know what I mean? And then sometimes it's just completely unprovoked. It's because you don't wear the same clothes as them, or you don't have the same hair as them, or your voice is a little bit higher. Um, and 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 uh, you could ask any of my friends. We all see ourselves in situations, particularly now. Things that I did. This is things that I didn't do when I was younger, uh, a couple of years ago. Where you know, 
you do see yourself like straightening up your back or, you know, you keep your hands close to your side because you don't want your hands to be going too much in case they think that you're too camp or your voice is being lowered or you're, you're, you're making sure that you've got a deeper voice when you're around certain people or if you're in certain situations because mm-hmm. you're afraid of your life that the, it's going to provoke somebody. The, the ladies on Built Different who record on, the, on our platform here, they refer to it as obviously three people of colour. They refer to that quite often as code switching. Exactly. And that's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Um, you know, or the, the panic sometimes if someone asks you about sport and if you don't, if you're not sporty, do you know what I mean? I am like, oh, for fuck. I have a scapegoat now, my scapegoat. Usually someone brings up the GAA, they'll try, they'll try and rip the piss out of Cork and I'll say, don't get me going. Because if I start now. There's, there's nobody worse than me on yeah. sport. Tony will tell you, there's just simply... <laughs> I have this clue. If someone brings up anything about sport and Cork, I just say, don't get me going because if I start now, I'll keep here all day. He's, and they always leave me alone. Yeah, well, he no, sends you, me sports references and I'm like, what's this? <laughs> I'm useless. <laughs> I am useless. Pori, P- I want to go to, um, obviously we're coming into Pride Month. We're going to see yeah. uh, the rollout of the corporatization of Pride. Oh, here we go. Place. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. There's, there's been talk, uh, and again, I, 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 we often go back to uh, Izzy Kamikaze coming on the podcast. Uh, Martin must be seven years ago now. Oh, Izzy's been and, with us quite uh, a while. Yeah, yeah, and she sat down and she said, "Look, um, I think the name, the, even the title of the episode is Pride is Pro- Pride is Protest." That's right, mm-hmm. it was totally. Uh, and 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 she discussed that there is talk of you know okay we'll all gather we'll all we'll all start and then we we may actually when, when they want us to turn uh, right we'll all turn left yeah have you heard any of the talk? yeah I've heard that they're trying to reclaim the original pride route yeah isn't this what it is they, yeah. I saw this and I saw Panty Bliss going off on Twitter on it and I think it's a brilliant idea so do okay. I I think I think it's great I, yeah well it is protest I, it, I, it, it's totally you know, I I think of it quite a lot you know me when I'm on my fit days I'll protest yeah yeah and this is this is and, the thing and, like we're, we're told you can't turn that way. You can't. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. What was it? Uh, that's the typical. We've seen that the last few days where, you know, let's be honest. And I know it's not the same thing, but we've seen a different treatment of how these anti-migrant protesters are being treated mm-hmm. relative yeah, totally. to, to. So like, you know, like they've been handled with kid gloves Look, compared to. It's so like this. If, if we if we did everything they told us to do. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be as advanced as we are now. We wouldn't have power. Oh, the time has ne- any. Oh, no, 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 was no, never no, right. Time, no. time, power always concedes just for the goodness of the tarot, Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, like, if the if the if the three of us turn left when they tell us to turn right, everyone else will follow us for sure. Can, I'm going to show another curveball at you. Go on. Why, why do you think? And I, it may just be a perception. I might be wrong on this, but why do you think there is an escalation? In in the hatred, uh, where do you think it stems I re- from? You know, I really don't know, right? And and I do have a little bit of a theory, right? Um, and I'm going to make a, a a huge statement here now, but I'm actually genuinely believe a lot of this um hate's coming from the US, right? Because we're looking at them, you know, banning, you know, you know like uh, Florida now have the you know can't say gay thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a teacher in Florida f- going on trial or something ridiculous because they use because they showed a Disney movie that has that's, a gay character. That's right, yeah. You know, uh, so you can't say the word gay in Florida now, or you'll be arrested. Um, and again, of course, you see this whole this whole all this issue on, around um, drag queens, right? Yeah. Um, and how drag is being effectively banned now in in some states because they see it as like being perverted. Uh, 
and, and all this and all this and look I get it right drag is very tongue in cheek you know um, but like I mean no one's asking you to bring your child to a drag show at the end of the day you know there's far worse things that your child could see at the you know at, at their fingertips on the internet than a drag queen painting their face and dancing around dancing, dancing a jig you know so all this hatred is coming out and like you know it's it's like like we we see that there's far worse things that you should well, be focusing on. You mentioned on. Florida. There are schools talking about the not getting adequate training for school shooters. Right? This is a real... We're not getting adequate training for school shooters, but there's plenty of funding there to get rid of books that may actually reference LGBT. But, but why... Do, but, but, Park, why do you think it's getting... A, why do you think it has such a hold here? Because, well, first of all, we see it, we see it on uh, online. You know what I mean? We're totally, we're totally, like, we, we watch it. We see it all the time. We were totally, like, it, this country is obsessed with America in ways, right? And we saw, we see what anytime there's a presidential election, even when, even we, we were celebrating 1916 there, I saw more Bill Clinton than I saw of anybody else. Do you know what I mean? And so there's something, there's some fixation. And then we're looking at, you know, like, you know, there, there's YouTubers and stuff all from America. They're all making these rid- ridiculous statements and stuff like that. I don't know where it's coming from. It, like, you know, I always thought us as a race were kind of like, you know, mind your own business and move yes. on. And leave that, leave yeah. that That's what yeah. we were always like, you know what I mean? And like, even like going back, it's like, that's none of my business. We'll say with that, let them do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, then there's no harm being done. But the really harm that's being done is upon us now. I think there's a lot of toxic masculinity um, coming on true. Well, totally. I mean, and totally. it's, and I, you know, we can... We can all talk about, you know, the guys. And again, this is, it kind of sounds like I'm generalizing. Of course I'm not. But, you know, we, we know that there are people who go into, say, who mimic certain MMA stars, for example. Yeah. Who, you know, become yeah. to, to the embodiment of this character. And it's absolutely, it's just. A, and it's such a small minority, I should yeah. say, as well. Yeah. And I mean, because like, like a load of, like I have loads of straight for, uh, male friends and all of my, my, my female friends, their boyfriends are just amazing supports, huge allies. But there's a, there's a small minority, like even recent, even this is this morning. I saw that um the George, the gay bar in Dublin, had been advertising for, um for uh, a new someone to work behind the bar and apparently I know I haven't seen it but there's a there's a page on Facebook and they posted on that and someone said that underneath there was there was loads of comments of straight men com- uh, commenting the names of other straight men being like oh perfect job for you laughing face laughing yeah, face yeah, in, yeah. In, in other words like look at you you should be working in a gay bar like like but of all jokes and it was just like like it's 2023. And, you know what uh, I mean? God, Jesus, what age am I? Yeah, let me just click, 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 click on the years. 25 years ago, I was a straight man working in a gay bar. You know what I mean? Like you would have been so, absolutely... So, so, so what? This, I know, but, but apparently, you're right though. We have gone, we have regressed in this banter. We've regressed in this, yeah. this in this pathetic yeah, nobody, banter. Can nobody put an eyelid? I uh, swear to God. Really? Like, that, that's so shock. That's so surprising Fre- to me. Freedom was the first... Big, big. Uh, it was it was in um, a nightclub in Temple Bar, and it, two two guys ran out. Is he no? Is he not the full story? But it was a huge gay night, and it was a Monday night. Nobody mm-hmm. came into Temple into Temple Bar on a Monday night. Yeah, and they packed it to the rafters on a Monday night. I mean, packed it to the rafters. Mm-hmm. It became the biggest. Oh, it was unreal. It got to the stage. We had to get rid of glasses because couldn't get out from behind the bar to go and collect them. So it was all plastic glass. It was that busy. Yeah. But, you know, none of my mates ever said, you know, 
there was an issue there was an issue with it and like the thing about it is it's so funny because you you the, the likes of Cormac Cashman um there and 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 the crew at, at mother you know mother they, mm. they, they organize all these events and like they organized an event there for St Patrick's Day you know it was an LGBT inclusive environment but anyone could go there was plenty of straight people there I said they didn't even know that it was actually predominantly gay people going to be at it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And if they did, they probably wouldn't have went there in the first place. They had a great night. Do you know? And I often popped into the church to get changed because it was just around the corner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just around the corner. Not a bother, I'd say. But, but there was that period, and I, I kind of feel it was kind of like 20, 20 years ago where it, it, th- there was a growth in, in, like, um, in the Pink Pound. People wanted yeah. to go after that money. Yeah. And to me, oh, like, money's money. Why would you kind of refuse it? You know, there's out. Oh, why would you? You'd be stupid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And come here. We have plenty of disposable income. We love a drink. <laughs> but, 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 but the but issue is then, then on the flip side, Martin, is where's the political currency in being on the other side? And with, thankfully, thankfully, that hasn't taken root. But you point to Florida and the guy from Florida is about to announce as, as a candidate to become US president. No, so that's a, that's a bizarre scenario. So, you know, he's, he's, he has literally gone to war with Disney because of um, like yeah. Disney, like Walt Disney was a fascist, you know. And, like, uh, it's just, it's <laughs> just bizarre, isn't it? Really, yeah. like you know what I mean? That a children's movie now get like a teacher because like, I'm a teacher as well as you know. And like, for, like imagine showing a movie and then getting arrested for it, and it's a children's movie in the first place. It's just well, it's it's. I looked at some well, book we, bannings. We, that's we had one teacher on. who uh, who who stood outside the school for uh, months, and well, um, got, yeah, but he got global attention, Park. Yeah, well, it, we, I I. It, personally believe that that's exactly what he was striving for and that he didn't you know what I mean um, but that's that there's a whole episode in that saga really isn't there well, it's, it's one of those things where it's very easy to forget that there was a child yeah this is it this is it and I had this conversation really we were talking about gender and non-gender bathrooms and whether they should be or whether they shouldn't be and I, it was actually in the presence of um, someone who was totally opposed to gender neutral bathrooms in every sense of the word and his his reason reason was being that if he had a daughter there's no way he'd allow him into the bathroom like it's safety first and this that and the other and I was like okay so what is your issue oh no I couldn't have whatever so you know this I wouldn't have and I was like you're not giving me a reason why and he was like it's safety I don't want anything to happen to her and I'm like so you're so what you're saying is who I was like who's going to hurt them and he was like, men. And I was like, yeah. So we need to address that problem first, that it's the men that are the issue here. And second of all, what if your children around and said that they were they were non-binary? He, mm. he couldn't answer me. He couldn't he couldn't give me an answer. And I was like, because what you're doing is you're you're not giving your child a voice. You're speaking on their behalf. So you need to give your child a, a voice too. I, I, I see. I, I wanted to, you know, that, that billboard nutcase that was knocking yeah. around. Ah, whatever. Pro. And I'm thinking, I'm a dad, and that's not what comes to mind when I'm a dad. You know, no. that's the last thing that comes to no. mind. No, and like I'm, I'm, I would honestly, like I even asked this person, I was like, when was the last time you were around a, a five, six, seven year old, and he was like, going off for a while, and I was like, you are underestimating how clever they are and how in tune they are with their, with themselves, especially nowadays. You know what I mean? Well, I, actually, I, what's what's more concerning, and it's coming here. We've seen them go to libraries to remove certain books, to do all of these things, to cause yeah. trouble. It's coming here, Martin. Is the idea then will make it harder for them to make more educated, informed decisions from an earlier age? And if we start doing that, that's where that's that's where you have real problems, where people aren't even able to um, recognize uh, themselves in 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 situations or. You know, like let's let's tell the truth. You're much more likely to get assaulted by 
uh, a straight white middle class man than you are by uh, a member of the trans community. But the, with the way it's told, you know, we have this one outlier here and here's the picture of this one outlier. Let's put this all over the internet and everybody, every other trans person must then, like, like I know people who object to collective punishment of the Palestinian people actively objected to collective punishment by Israel of the, of the of like so you know a fella um, throws a rock so they go over and they knock down the, the three houses on his road okay yeah. that's collective punishment and they, they object to that they actively object to that and then they t- they will ha- Martin they will have a blind spot when it comes to um, gender yeah. neutral bathrooms but but even if you follow it through what they're doing even you say they get their own way and that they they can do, you know, they'll ban trans or whatever it is they actually want to do. What happens then? Do we then open places where we put trans people and make make them work in laundries or something? Is that is that what, is that what they want? You're not going to, you're not going to stop these people from being no, themselves. No. Do you know what I mean? At all, ever, right? And like members of there's some members of the LGBTQ community who are the most resilient people in the absolute world, and they will do whatever it takes. They will die by it. Right. So what are you going to do with them? If you get your way, what are you going to do with them? Because you're not going to silence But that is it. You've got to pull it down to the brass tacks. What is it you actually want? You want to say trans people can't exist. Well, they do exist. So the question Mm. is, what do you do with trans people that do exist? 100%. 100%. You know, and I and I think your point at the beginning is is there's a lot of people sticking their fucking noses in other people's business. And I, I think you know, there has to be a question about that. Why has that? And there is certainly a religious aspect to all of this, a very deep-rooted, fundamental religious aspect. Without a doubt. Religion has an awful lot to answer for. So how is this getting into the psyche after being waning out of the, the psyche for so long? How is it coming back again? Where is it being introduced? What are the sources? And I know you say social media, but I, I think social media is more of... of uh, it more confirms bias than anything else. You go but, looking for it, you'll find it. But Mark, but if you if you have one thing happen in a society, there's always a, a blowback. There's always a blowback. There's the like the the side that loses never stops. Um, never they don't cease mm-hmm. to exist. And like we we only have to look at the real like it's we're we're talking here on the fifth anniversary of repeal. That's yeah. like you know it's the fifth right. anniversary of repeal today. We're having this conversation. And last week we spoke to Karen Sugru, who was successfully sued for eight grand by David Quinn over a a tweet that he said was defamatory. And, you know, David Quinn's side lost the debate. And Karen is is an activist on repeal and an activist for Together for Safety. And you see, I think there's loads of influences. Like we we say Iona and all of that and and these columnists that write these really right wing Christian crap. Okay. But they're very obvious. They're very in our face. We know what they are. It's a pick and choose kind of situation. If you don't want to read them, you don't have to fucking read them. But then we have public services supplied through group like Pieta House. And then nobody ever says it, you know, and this is, again, drumming religion into people, you know, and and there are those influences which are, are, are it's kind of the state should be providing these services. But instead, we have these religious institutes providing services for people but, yeah and i think all especially, of these especially in the schools when you think how many of them are still it, owned it, it, it's yes. it's obs- it's obscene and they're so irrelevant do you know what i mean it's it's ridiculous it's this fear that we have about standing against the catholic church when the only thing that we see at the catholic church is abuse it's just it just it, it actually baffles me that now almost 
every now, week. Uh, now, I, I'm going to pull you up and I'm going to say this because I was pulled up on this recently and it's a good point. In Africa, they are doing work that nobody else is doing. They are educating children okay, that would not that. be educated otherwise. Yeah. So I want to balance it. I, with, I, who is? But who is? Because I don't mm. know. You know what I mean? Who Like, who are they? Do you know what Religious I mean? orders. I, I understand. But are they Irish? Some are Irish. So like, most vocations these days aren't Irish. They used to be in yeah. the past, but they're not yeah. anymore. Because I don't see, I don't see much grow, I suppose, for religion in this country anymore. No, so no, my isn't. parents who are who are who are religious, like my mom wouldn't go to mass anymore. No way, she would mm. waste her fucking time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I she doesn't that's... agree with anything that they. She agrees with she. She has faith and she she is religious, but she's like those fucking priests. The abuse that she put, she put. Mem- your uh, family members and and friends of her throughout the years that she only found about years and years later. She's like, why the fuck would I go and bow down and and kneel in front of them? If you're over if you're over forty in Ireland, I guarantee you within your family circle or or, or closer, there's someone who has been a victim of church yeah. and state abuse. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's yeah. someone in your circle. It's yeah. just yeah. it's just so it's hard. Is it? So why is it is it that the institutional memory of those times is forgotten? Is that really what's going on? And that because nobody really wants to return to those kind of no way. Times. I don't know you what. Know. This, like I mean, like, I'm so far removed from it. And we spoke just brief, just to go back there a small bit on, on like social media and stuff. Like I suppose, like you know, my algorithm on social media, because I mm. follow who I want to follow. Like it's you know, like I see a lot of like pro gay and pro LGBT and and pro these kind of things, and I don't see the other side of it. And I suppose it's the same for me, like when it comes to religion, because I am not. You know, I do have, I, I do believe, I do, I don't know what I believe in. I don't know if I could honestly say that I call myself an atheist, but I certainly wouldn't be a, a practicing Catholic or anything like that. Um, and I suppose that's th- like, that's because I was brought up. I was an altar boy for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, again, like, it's easy for me to say like, look, fuck the church. Yeah, but, but, you lo- like- but, but your loss of faith is different too, to people. There's a lot of a la carte Catholicism in Ireland yeah and it's and, and we, we there's a lot of people who who their children make their communion to, for the party exactly they could have the party without the communion and we'd be making mu- much more progress to be honest I I, I, I have I, I have to come in and say I don't really think it's for the party I think it's to be part of it well also I think when it's coming through your school yeah. And there's thirty kids in the class, and twenty five uh, yeah. are making the. Communion. But it's the symbolism. It's the it's the it's the right. It's the, the right of that passage. It's a, the problem that is that it's in the school. The best the, the best problem. I ever heard was the non-communion party, right? So the the kid, um, this kid in question, it, and it was it wasn't where I work. It was it was a kid uh, at home, a friend's classmate. Yeah. We'll say wasn't making their communion, and I was like, what are they going to do? They 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 went, got up in the morning, got their hair done, did everything that the rest of them were doing, and they went for for afternoon teens in town with their family instead of going to the church. She did yeah. a ball of a day, you know what I mean? Yeah, had the same yeah. experience, had the same celebration, you know what I mean, as anybody else. Um, and it was a non communion day. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying look, no one should be making their communion. Each to their own. Don't get me wrong. But the thing about it is. 99% of the people that are making their communion in this country are making so because their parents we're, we're also going to have to move to a point bargain you know this as someone who's involved in the um, mm. in, in a multi-denominational educate together style mm-hmm. type of, of schooling yep. that we're going to have to move to that point where we say there will we we religious teachings of all faiths and none are you know the, yeah. you know the, 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 there's, yeah. there's, a, there's availability but it's not part of the 
Um, you know, you're not going to be sitting in an exam. Or it is secular. Yeah, but Martin, I remember. I remember um, being afraid that I didn't know the right prayer you're supposed to say after confession. Yeah. You know that nonsense. Yeah. That that because you were because it was drilled into you. There was when I was in school. I was I had a Christian brother school at one stage, and you know. It, it, there was still the element of one fella had had the cane that was called the bee and it fucking mm. stung when he hit yeah. it, you know. Yeah. But um, but nonetheless, look, we've gone it, we've gone. I'm glad we had this conversation, mm. but I, I I do want to come back to something else because mm. one of the reasons we spoke to you originally is because of the housing crisis. Oh, a young don't get me going. There we go. A young <laughs> professional man working yeah. in 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 what's considered a really important role in our in serving the community. And yet again, Porg, you find yourself on the hunt for somewhere to live. It must be soul destroying. It's, do you know what? It's, ex- I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I can't make plans. I can't do anything for fear. Like yesterday morning, I woke up. It was, it was the first evening where I had nothing on in ages, right? And I was like, I'm going home today and I'm sitting on my own. And I'm doing nothing else. And by the time I finished work, I had two viewings to get to one at four o'clock, one at five o'clock. I had to say no to the four o'clock one so I could make the five o'clock one. Went to the five o'clock one. Still haven't heard back from that. The four o'clock one said I could go on Friday instead. They then texted me today say that, that that house is gone. It's a battlefield out here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been to more viewings now in the last couple of weeks than you could believe. Uh, you walk in, it's so it's so destroying. You walk in and there's families walking around with young children in their arms, and I'm like, I might as well just fucking turn around and walk out now because there's no way I'm getting this. Oh, did you, you, did you ever? I mean? Do you ever? Um, uh, if you ever get uh, folks, I hope he brings it back. Emma Kieran's play accents. Um, it was just absolutely incredible. But he does. There, there was a part where he talked about some one of the Genesis verses. Was he went to look at a a house to rent with with his other half who was preg- clearly pregnant, identifiably pregnant yeah, at yeah. the time. And the uh, the estate agent who was showing the the letting agent who was showing the property said, "Oh, we're we're hoping for young professionals. This house will suit young professionals." And Emmett went, "A local authority house that was built by a county council for families uh, was is now only for uh, uh, for professionals." And they nearly died. But this is where we are now. This, like, this is where we are. And I've had some bizarre conversations with real estate agents. Like you wouldn't believe. Like they ring and they're asking me for details that I don't on, even know. That I on, don't give, even give, know. Give, give us you know, one. Give us like, a good like, example. They wanted like they wanted to know my you know my um, work history, where I've worked, how much I'm earning every. This is on the phone, like on a Friday when I'm walking home from work. Every everything that I'm earning, everything that my housemates who we'd be mo- hopefully moving in with together are earning. You know. How we're making our rent, you know, is there any other additional incomes, pets, are we smokers? And I'm like, I, this betting process, before you even get a viewing, this is before you even get a viewing for anything. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you have to have references from your landlord. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's it's outra- It's just brutal. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, Look, really, a, it really a stage, is. Estate agents will get away with what they're let. Well, they're having a great they're having a great time at the moment anyway because, uh, I have to I, again in a previous life I'm not in short <laughs> of, uh, you were not I was yeah. oh, jack of all trades master of fuck on yeah absolutely <laughs> that's it's like literally this is why we tried podcasts because we had, it, it was something else to fail at you know? <laughs> so I, I did it did it was, it was my dad's business when I was a chutler and I uh, worked in it with them. So I, I could tell you straight up, you know, it's the clients that are asking for all the information, but the, the estate agents have now formalized it into a process. And no, 
I don't particularly believe they've any right to, to formulate into a process that this check thing. Um, it makes no difference. And young professionals, that's as old as the hills. And let me oh, tell I mean, you. What's a young professional? I'm like, sorry, no. No, no. Back, back in the day, a young professional was guards, nurses. Yeah. yeah. That's what they meant by a young professional. But from from experience of letting places, and I've, I've let loads and loads of places, yeah. from experience of doing it, the people who take the best care of your house are a young couple with pregnant or first yeah. child. They will absolutely mind your place to the of end. Cor- of course they will. Of course they will. And like the thing about it is we, we actually, uh, just today we had a phone call and they're like, oh, look, you know, like we, we still don't know if you have this house or not. There's a group of girls going for it as well. And we were like, fuck's sake. And then we were like, well, we just say we're, we're three gays. We'll get it shortly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I was never, this, I is our, this is probably my bias. I would always say, great, great, yeah, I, show me the I money. Know. And this is the thing. We were, we were like, we were like, just say that we're gays because we were like, men are pigs. And I was like, they just think that we're three straight men. And I was like, that's what they think. So it's actually all straight men's fault that we're not getting this house now. <laughs> and, um, probably uh, there's uh, there's a real degree. Yeah, of truth yeah. She, she well. we you know we've been to viewings and they're sussing us out, and and that's where you don't silence yourself and you 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 let your voice be higher and you do use your arms and you give yourself a little bit of campness because then they're like. Oh, they've got a keen eye for interior because I'm commenting on the on the banister. You know what I mean? The thought banister. <laughs> the lads are walking in and they're giving they're giving sartorial advice. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, she she almost thinks about doing a a revamp on the way out the door because we're after criticizing it so much. <laughs> Again, what you're describing is the power imbalance that really exists at the moment between True. tenants and landlordism, and that's really the power imbalance that exists. Oh, it's 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 brutal, and it's it's funny because anytime I speak about it, and I've done an awful lot of speaking about it, I hear somebody else who's in the same position. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's like it's like we don't know what to do, we don't know where to go. Now, there's always somebody actually in a worse position, without a doubt. And I'm very fortunate that, like, I mean, I mean, I won't be facing homelessness. That's that's the fact of the matter. You know what I mean? I have loads of friends. Well, not not the under the definition of of this government's definition. Exactly. I won't I won't be sleeping on the street. Is what I will say. But I will be in someone else's home. It won't be in my That's own right. for certain. For certain, you know what I mean. That's right. Um, and I'm in, the, in an unfortunate position now, where you know we're we're facing eviction. You know, mm-hmm. um, and look, luckily I will be off for the summer, so I will be able to go back to Cork. But what happens in September? Then when I have the to last work. time you we had this with you, the last time you're like I was lucky was what you said. Yeah, I was lucky. I was I was able to go and jump on a, a, a few couches for a few evenings. Yeah, you were technically homeless. We spoke to the minister for housing, Mark Martin, in the room mm-hmm. I'm sitting in now, and he I said to him how we measure homelessness is not good enough. And yeah. he gave me some nonsense mm. about how transparent it was and how they mm. publish it every month. Yeah. And I said, we don't count, count coach surfers. No, we don't. No. We, we see homelessness as people who are literally out in front of the GPO getting their well, soup and sleeping well, on the street. They don't count either, Park, in our official figures. Yeah, they don't. Unless, unless you go to Parkgate Street and register and get assigned to emergency accommodation, the state does not see you as homeless. So, if, homeless. You're, so if you're in a, you're in a tent on the street or in the Phoenix Park you, you're you not in those numbers mm. if you're in direct provision you're not in those numbers if you're a woman seeking refuge from, from mm. domestic violence you're not in those numbers if you are um, in a, like you were sleeping on couches you're not in those numbers and if you're in over if you're a family that had to move back in with, another, with, with their grandparents you have multi-generational families under one roof yeah. you're not counted internationally all of those are counted and if we did 
it would be at least three Can or you four times more. Because the figures are bad as it is. Can you just imagine? There's a yeah. reason why, they, and that, that's the reason that they don't count it. Can, like, can I, I, I don't know. going to throw another wobbler at you. And this <laughs> is the last one I'm going to throw at you. You're favorite. in a profession where there is a two-tier profession. It has become a two-tier profession. And that was because of the cuts they imposed on mm. the mm. on the newer teachers coming yeah. in. But it's also two-tier tier in, in demographs. And it is two-tier in that younger teachers are those without homes, whereas predominantly older teachers have their homes. They're bigger pay. Bigger pay. And, and generally, generally, and it, it is a general rule, fairly comfortably well off in life, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, half the house mortgage 15, 20 years into the mortgage, yeah. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're not voting for the parties that will help you. How does that feel? It's very frustrating. You know what I mean? It is frustrating. And you do have that table talk at the staff room. I'm, like, I'm fortunate that, you know, people where I work see my situation now and they're very, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there was one woman said there was a fella came to her door, uh, some politician, I don't know who it was, but she challenged him and she was like, on, on my behalf. Um, You know what? I do think that there is a shift though, because no matter who you are um, and what your situation is, if you're working in a school at the moment, you will know how difficult it is because we are stretched beyond belief, primary and secondary. We just saw the re- uh, this week that there was a meeting over in, in Blanchardstown of of schools, I think it was uh, Dublin 7 and Dublin 12 or something like that, and called it, but there was schools from all over, all over Dublin at it, um, talking about the fact that, you know, firstly in primary school, we cannot get subs. There are children being split up and sent around the room. We are pulling, we are pulling teachers out of... Um, special education uh, to, to, to go in and cover classes and then you've got the most vulnerable students missing out and then the, you in the secondary schools you've got f- whole subjects um, that aren't being catered for you know people who aren't getting business studies in their school offers them are woodwork and all these all these and then you're crying out for people to do to do trades it just doesn't make sense and that's because we're not and it's not just teachers, don't get me wrong. It's mm. nurses, it's everything else, especially actually nurses and doctors, you see it as well. Um, I don't know how they do their job, but I can only speak from my own my own point of view. But they're not looking after us in any sense of the word. We're not, it's not I ask we're one, for more money. One final question, because we spoke to Jana Lyons, who's also a, a school teacher. And she talks about, you know, the um, how diverse her classroom is, and how you know she's in she she works yeah. in a desk school, and how the, but but she also talks about you know the idea that they need um what was the Martin like forgive me was no there was a there was a there was a a, a a they needed to put up a school support system, and it's I think it's mirrored on something that they had in Scotland, Martin, about yes, giving support yes, to yes. children, and I can't for the life of me. So apologies to Jan, I can't remember the name of the program. But it was specifically relating to children who were living in emergency accommodation yeah. or living in, in you know, mm-hmm. in tenuous things. Have you had any experience of that, Park? Not in my current, uh, not in the current capacity that I mean, I have worked in schools before um, where, you know, children will come from, from more disadvantaged backgrounds. Um, and it's tough, you know what I mean. Now there is extra money for there for desh schools and um and stuff like that. But like I mean, this this isn't just a desh ban problem now anymore. No, it's no. happening in every school in every part of the country. It doesn't matter whether they're in Dublin one, Dublin twenty four. Doesn't matter where they are. You know, people are experiencing and struggling now. And there's children coming to school in the morning 
absolutely wrecked and you can't understand what's wrong with them it's because they haven't eaten since since dinner time the day previous because you know parents are parents can't afford it you know what oh, mean? parents don't afford have it. parents might not have kitchens and so having the mean? places where they are yeah exactly this is it you know what i mean you, you've seen it i've seen it on the news a hundred times where there's young women you know single parents living out of bedrooms and having to like you know put their milk in the sink to keep it cool yeah do you know what I mean? And like putting things on the windowsill to keep them cool during the winter. It's just, it's just so wrong. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's children. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, whether they're from, where they're from or, or what their, you know, capacity is. They're the victims here because they can't fend for themselves. And, and we we have an awful, res- a lot of responsibility on us. Uh, some schools are doing amazing work. They're providing bref- breakfast clubs. They're doing this, that and the other. But we are very strapped for cash too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We have to we have to account for every single cent that's out that goes out that door, and if we can, we're in trouble. So there's only so much that we can do at the end of the day. And I think we started with children, we ended with children. I think that's where we leave it. And two things I just want to say, I can't even remember. It's the, the coming up to the last election, Tony, and we were on the stage in 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 town, and we said if your circle, if you don't know anybody who's who's facing homelessness or in a homeless predicament, your circle isn't wide enough. Yeah, and it's actually encouraging in a bad way that at the staff room table that other teachers now will stick up for the homeless teacher because it means that the circle has become bigger yeah. not that people's circle of friends has become bigger just more people the, are but the problem by... the problem is getting wider and the problem is mm. getting bigger that's why and one last thing I did say that you know there's always somebody worse off I didn't realize that you were getting evicted and had to move to Cork, so I revised that. <laughs> and thank you so much. And thank you so much for going on and out. Yes, thank, before, I, before I go, right, can I just plug one thing? Please do. Uh, 16th of June, the Dublin Pride Run is in Phoenix Park. Uh, the Dublin Frontrunners, which is an LGBTQ uh, running club um, and I'm working with Cadbury's this year to do it and raising cha- uh, money for three brilliant charities Shout Out which do yeah. brilliant work for, for, for schools and for students and teaching anti-bullying and all that kind of thing uh, Trans Equality so the Trans Equality Network of obviously huge issues at the moment and also HIV Ireland Brilliant okay. and and uh, what we'll do is if uh, after this when you're listening to the podcast the link will be in that for any information that you want to get thanks so uh, much lads Horg thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it it has it was too long and let's do it again let's not absolutely not so long the next Any time it's a pleasure and um and and I, I'm just raging. Martin got a cork dig in before I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me, real. Come here, you're all talking. This is discrimination. Uh, yeah, listen. Yeah, exactly. We're we're not real allies. Um, <laughs> we have we have uh, Senator Tom Clonan coming in to to Tordishak to talk to us. It's, I think it's about eighteen months as his first time as a senator, but I want to get into a lot of things but particularly obviously his advocacy for people persons with disabilities uh, and uh, how Ireland has still failed to implement the optional protocol that that means that they can attest those rights that we're supposed to have internationally really looking forward to that where I have that chat with Tom uh, he says he's going to make his way over close to Finglas for the first time in a while so if he's allowed we'll we'll, we'll have that and, very and soon you and I are go- probably going to have a little chat Tony I think we probably will because I just said did you hear that no longer a uh, winter a uh, winter hospital plan because the uh, waiting list or the 
the, it, it's not seasonal anymore. It's just, it's just always going to be this way. Uh, we need to talk. We need yeah. to talk. Yeah. Listen, listen, folks, lots coming your way. Thanks again. And thanks to Porg. Uh, and again, click the link and, and throw the few quid and get involved in the run if you can. My God, it'd be a bit of great, great day out, it sounds like. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber Podcast. Subscribe now on page.